fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. But God didn't know before? Yeah, so that's the language that actually takes away my normal explanation because my normal explanation is that God knew the choice that Abraham was going to make and that the one who needed to know the choice that Abraham was going to make was Abraham. But the problem I have here is that these words are in the Bible, which we yeah. say is what the, what was given to us to understand God's character. And so the, and that that's phrase not what the Bible to, says. Yeah, the, the, the phrase has to have a consequence. Now I know. And so I, we can we can run that through several filters if we want to. Yeah. Like the the idea that knowledge is actually the experience of of something, not just like the 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 understanding, but the actual experience. So you could say, now I have experienced you uh, believing me and and uh, obeying me. But yeah, the, there are a lot of ways to. I'm gonna say to get around the problem, but it's not really getting around. Like there are a lot of ways to understand it where that problem is not as serious yes but exactly what you're saying is the main thing right like the fact that that is what the bible says like you have to deal with that somehow yeah. you can't just wave it off yeah i, I can't i i i can't like and just like say like hey okay like yeah no this has to match the image that i have of god because that that in fact is the heart of idolatry is to say no god has to be this it's like yeah. well that's not god so you're worshiping not god and you're worshiping it as god and that's idolatry i'm mean, like it's all you got to do is just, like adjust your azimuth and you're back on god again but you can't require scripture to say the thing that you want it to say because that, that's how cults happen yeah and remember we started this abraham thing by saying okay after the first 11 chapters well part of the first 11 chapters and after the first 11 chapters both we have this image of okay who is this god because yes. implicitly, the whole Torah, the whole first five books of the Bible, is, is calling you to be a member of this family of people who are God's people. And so the real question that it's answering is, who is this God that we're inviting you to be in a relationship with? And right here, like, we're only a few pages into this explanation, and now we have this God who's asking his chosen representative who's going to save the whole world, which we actually, the whole Abimelech thing, we skipped, we glossed over it, but one of the sort of consequences that comes out of that is that what happens when God's chosen representative does do what he's supposed to do is does intercede for the nations and the nations who are outside do see that and come to God as a result is that all of a sudden things start going well. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. right after that, you have this. So he's like, what? And, and right after this story, you're going to have... Sarah and Abraham die in the cave of Machpelah where they bury her and all that sort of thing. And actually an absolutely fascinating example of how bartering works in ancient times. Where, <laughs> but, not, not like, but the point being, the cave is in the middle of an area where there's a bunch of trees. And it's in the place where God promised to Abraham that he was going to use him to restore humanity to what it was supposed to be. And like, there's all sorts of imagery about like fruit and all the stuff around it and the name like the name of the cave like if you break down like the cave of Machpelah in Hebrew it means like what it's like the naked pear or something like that yes. like hmm so you've got a naked pear and a bunch of trees and a garden kind of environment and everything is going well who could this possibly be referencing right yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so like right before this right after this you both have these images of of Abraham and his descendants, when they do things right, yes, the whole world is drawn back up into how Genesis was supposed to go the first time. And right here, 
in the, in the height of this, like, who is this God? Who is this God that's going to make all this stuff possible? You have Abraham sacrificing his kid. Right. And you're like, what? The, like, this is, this is one of those times where expletives are the appropriate response. Yeah, I'm not exactly. going to do it here, but <laughs> if you're not cussing, trying to figure out what's going on, you're probably not taking this seriously enough. And the, the, the one bit of, like, I, I, uh, I, I say the, the, the respite from cognitive dissonance, because cognitive dissonance can actually cause physical pain. Uh, it's, um, the, the one bit of relief I will offer is that here, here is one of, one of the moments where God takes the people who are faithful to him and set them up as a, uh, as a, a living analogy. Uh, if, if you look, um, the, uh, the, the book of, um, of Hosea, <laughs> the, I mean, like the, it is the most jacked up st- story in the entire Bible. I mean, it's like, like some of the prophets, like, oh, like God basically gave, uh, um, Ezekiel LSD for the entire book. I mean, like he, he like he saw things that people don't see. Like he saw the glorious like trails of God, and it's like building sandcastles, laying on his side for a year. Yeah, yeah, and then he did that. That kind of, and then like for, poor Jeremiah just got to be hated by all of the country for his entire life, left in a well for months at a time. Right, but Hosea, God said, "Hey, guess what? You are going to be in a living analogy for how miserable your entire people make me." Go marry a woman who's going to be unfaithful to you now. That's a prostitute for those yeah. of you playing at home. Thank you. And then name your children such flashy, wonderful names as not my children uh, and, and no I more don't love. love you. <laughs> <laughs> so I so I, here I see Abraham because the words are very basically being a prophet sucks is what we're trying to say. Yes, yes, entirely. And, and like and so like the the words are explicit here. A very specific phrase that God uses at the beginning of this exercise and at the end: take your son, your own. Only son, and because we live on this side of the uh, of the resurrection of Christ, we understand the parallel between your son, your only son, and for God so loved the world that He gave His only son. I mean, that, that's it, it is stark for us. They had no benefit of that moment of history. Then all they knew is that God was very emphatic about taking a hundred percent of His children and sacrificing them. And remember, this is. The son of the promise, like not just the yes. son that magically was born at the age of 100, but the son that God had explicitly said, this is the kid. I'm going to fulfill all the promises to you. I promised you land. I promised you descendants. I promised you like all this stuff. In fact, like God not lying depends on Isaac having kids. Yes. And Abraham's about to kill him. <laughs> it's like, which actually, so later rabbis, this is not in the Bible, but Later on, rabbis will actually interpret this to mean Abraham did actually kill him, yeah. and God resurrected him. It's like because their their logic is essentially I'm I'm way oversimplifying, but the logic is essentially Abraham had to go all the way in his trust with God to be like God has my back. He promised me I was going to have descendants through Isaac. God is God, so I could kill him, and that was somehow going to turn out okay. Like this th- at this point, you're getting into. <laughs> Yeah, I know. At this point, you're getting into like way beyond what's written down, kind of making stuff up. But like, you can understand where they're coming from in the sense of, oh, like, yeah. this is a serious thing. Like, basically, and now I know. <laughs> yeah, like basically, Abraham has to figure out. Like, at some point, he's almost thinking to himself, like, if I kill Isaac, then God's a liar because he can't give me kids through a dead guy. And if I don't kill Isaac, then I'm completely falling down on the job of what I promised to do, like how I promised to relate to this God. So I'm right. pretty screwed here. 
But that also like has a problem with like the whole like don't hurt the oh. <laughs> 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 Gabriel, I told you to stop talking so slowly. <laughs> that, that gives me that gives me Bugs Bunny Bugs Bunny memories. I know I shouldn't have taken that second left at Albuquerque. <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking about if you're listening to this right now, except for Joe. Shout out to Joe, man. Joe listens. Hey, Joe. And, yeah, he he talks back sometimes too, man. Like so, <laughs> he he comes in to, like he, he talks about like like listen to the podcast. Like thanks, Joe. So shout out, Joe. And Joe, Joe knows Bugs Bunny because Joe isn't 14. I'm not going to say how old Joe is. I, I know how old Joe <laughs> is, but uh, I'm not going to say. You know what Joe's age reminds me of? The old man who... The old man <laughs> who took his son <laughs> up a mountain. <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> so then we're... Okay, we're, we're left with the question then. The character of this God, and it... it it, it, it needs to be, it needs to be okay for us to be able to say I don't know, as far as like the as far as there not being an actual resolution for I'm what furiously does he say about nodding us? yes right now yeah like what what does this actually say about his character and we say it says potentially lots but the the problem is that you have to be willing to just hang on because there's not really a resolution to character in this one there's a lot of resolution for character in Abraham. Now, like, and Abraham does find out. They're, they're, like, even though it's not the main point, Abraham does find out how in he is for this for this God that he's following. Abraham does know now exactly what he's uh, what what he is going to be willing to go for it, and he's also he has set this up now as the history of his people, which are eventually going to become super numerous. Uh, that. Their God absolutely comes first, even before your own family, and so that these are all you know uh, consequences of the whole thing, and so super beneficial all around there. But we don't have resolution to the actual character of of Yahweh, of of I, you know the one I, I, who will, will talk with Moses and say, "I am that I am." And it's like that's not an answer, and that's honestly that's partly our problem with how we read the Bible. We read the Bible like each individual verse or each individual story has to have the entire Bible encapsulated it by itself. Yes. It's like, and that's just not how it works. Like there are stories where you read them and they are saying something, but you can't read it without the rest of the Bible or at least without the rest of like the book. <laughs> yeah. Like, cause if you do, you just get crazy stuff. Like it's, it's supposed to be part of a bigger story and taken out of that context. It just doesn't make any sense. Yes. But to put a slightly better spin, well, not better, but happier spin, so that we're not all depressed at the end here. Um, like one takeaway is that God is acting to make sure his promises get kept. So he's demonstrated that he is going to take care of it. Like he does have Abraham's back. Yes. Even when Abraham is the problem. <laughs> like yes. He is working to try to make sure that humans are going to be able to come back to, well, not come back to, to do their jobs. Like Genesis 1 and 2, we were created to do a job. Genesis 3 through now, we're not doing the job. Yes. Like, But God is working to, to make us able to do the job. And that happens in all sorts of situations. So like Ishmael and, ha- and Hagar are explicitly not 
the people the promise comes through. Right. And God says this over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And the result is that Ishmael becomes the father of many nations and is greatly blessed. Like, he's sent out to die by Abraham, and the result is God blesses him because he's part of this line. Like, he's like, nope, I'm going to bless you anyway. Yes. It's like, Isaac, taken up to get killed. There's actually interesting parallels that some people have taken to think that the sacrifice of Isaac might be God punishing, like, might be a punishment for basically murdering his oldest child huh. and sending him out into the desert to die. He said, well, the penalty for that is you've got to lose. Because, like, Levitical, Levitically, the penalty is the value of the thing plus 20%. Yes. So now take the child of the promise and kill him. He's like, so he goes to die, and God blesses him and, and right. becomes the father of many nations. So, so regardless, like, the, this is not the only thing to take out of this, and this does not make the story okay. Yeah. But... One also thing you take out of this is that God is not just like hanging out at this point. Like when Abraham starts causing problems by saying Sarah is his sister or. He's intimately involved in right. all of these moments. Yes. Right. Or, or when there's a threat to Isaac's life, which is going to threaten God's promise. Like God steps in and is like, nope, not going to do that. Right. And you know, it's, you know, it's like funny to me. Like I, this is the most interesting thing about Isaac. Except for the fact that he is super like gullible in his old age, like like and like we're not going to spend any time on Isaac because the Bible hardly spends any time on Isaac. Like it's like the most interesting thing. His for wife him is shows like, up. Yeah, he and he he's gets like, a wife. "Who are you?" And she's like, "I'm your wife." And he's like, "Okay." And that's basically the conversation. Was, and it's like and he was comforted after his mother died. It's like. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack there, but we're just going to move on. And then, like he, like he gets blind and like everything else. So he, like he, he, he gets a super furry. But like his his kids are the most interesting. Like the him almost being sacrificed and his kids are the most interesting thing about him. So we're gonna we're gonna kind of skip on Isaac. Except oh, oh yeah, there's there's one interesting thing about him other than that, which is he also claims his wife is his sister. His wife is his sister, and he also acts in that intercessor role so that Jeez. like it's clear that he does have like he is the promise he's the right. latest person that does have this special relationship with god but you're right in like other than other other than yes he is the latest in god's chosen people there's not really like the bible doesn't even say much about him like yeah he, the, the israelites are constantly the people whose god is the god of abraham isaac and jacob yes but abraham has like 10 chapters and jacob has like 10 or yeah like 10 chapters and his kid like joseph has like 12 chapters and isaac has like eh, chapter and a half maybe yeah yeah no <laughs> and i'm like you know Having an inconsequential life where you love people and are well loved—that's that's not a bad result of a life, you know. It's no. like, like Abraham went through a lot. Jacob's going to go through a heck of a lot. Remember being a prophet sucking? Yes, Joseph. I mean, good heavens, man. That, he's he's basically going to be the closest you get to Christ until Christ, and yeah, you would not want to be Joseph. No. So anyway, we're, yeah, we're, we're, we'll pick it back up with uh, with some of the uh, some of those other uh, stories. Would would they? We'll pick that back up when we come back to the Unimposter podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us. Send us your questions. 
do all the social media things to but the podcast. But seriously, send us questions. Why don't we ever get questions? Yeah, do send questions. Uh, some of you actually have Andy's number, and so you've been texting him, and that's awesome. If you text me, I'll give you Andy's number so you can text him. <laughs> but in any case, thanks for hanging out with us. We'll talk to you next time. Ciao.